bit. Um, so I reached out to this interview with you um, because I was talking to my mutual friend, or our mutual friend rather, Aloiso, um, Momo PS5, who actually just got a uh, profile in Interview Magazine. Oh shit, I haven't seen that. Momo, shout out Momo PS5, he's the fucking best. Just dropped, yeah. That's sick, I'm going to have to read that right after this. Yeah, because I remember on Insta he was talking about how he didn't want to give any game to anybody who was asking him about the Beyonce uh, <laughs> song or anything <laughs> like that. And then I guess on this he's doing that. But um, yeah, so I, uh, at the you know, uh, at the recommendation of him, I checked you out. And um, once you agreed to, the, to do the interview, I was like doing my research and I was like, holy shit, this dude has been involved in like so much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, they... They call it a, a renaissance man on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they truly exist anymore since everyone is technically a DJ, artist, actor, musician, producer, podcast host, designer, mm-hmm. party thrower. So like technically everyone is now a renaissance man or woman. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> or in between. Yeah. Or in between or renaissance outside they. of it. Yes, exactly. Did renaissance they, them, renaissance. I don't know what the other ones are. I believe... I believe there are more, but at the moment, I'm still catching up with he, she, mm-hmm. they. Right. And I will do my research, and I will do the work of finding out whatever the rest are. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, so, yeah, looked into your looked into your career, looked into your Wikipedia, of course, uh, as, as one is to do, as, you know, the, the classic Nathan Fielder strategy uh, for doing research. <laughs> looked into you, saw a lot of different things, but for people who... Uh, are not aware of who you are and what you do. Um, who are you and what do you do? Hello, everyone. My name is Kareem Rama. I am, I guess, currently classifying myself as a comedian and entrepreneur. Uh, comedian has little several trees under it, which could mean writer, producer, stand-up, host, actor, and so on. And entrepreneur equals money mm-hmm. uh, because <laughs> comedy at this point loses it mm-hmm. and entrepreneurship earns it so there needs to be a way to fund my art unfortunately my parents were not rich um i wish to shout out my parents they did a great job but uh the one thing that they lacked was the financial ability to uh bankroll my life mm-hmm. which i a hey, shout out nepotism mm. if i if i could i would shout out nepotism shout out Maude apatow <laughs> shout out you know all of them the greatest uh <laughs> the greatest of our generation are people who are nep- nepotized into the spotlight yes absolutely like nepotize me it's like a baptism (laughs) you know what i mean like can i adopt a fucking rich mom somewhere Uh, alec baldwin just dunked your head underwater (laughs) yeah give me i'll be a baldwin kareem baldwin i mean it's got a nice (laughs) ring to it actually i had this idea where i was like gonna change my name Mm -hmm. to rockefeller Mm -hmm. legally wow just to see how much different my life could get just on the basis of being like, I'm Kareem Rockefeller. And then they're like, are you affiliated? And I'm just like, you know how it goes. You know or how like loosely. Don't you know, ask, that would be don't ask answer. me that, you fucking yeah. peasant. Yeah, exactly. But like, how far in life could I get if I changed my name to Rockefeller or like... Kennedy. What's the other guy? Uh, Vanderbilt. <laughs> Ooh, he's a good one. I'm thinking of a guy with a C name. Uh, Carlisle. Carlisle. That okay. shit sounds fire, dude. Kareem Carlisle. Kareem Carlisle. That does sound good. All that's these, that's the realistic one. All these can double as rapper names too. Kareem Carlisle. Kareem Rockefeller. That's you, my shit. You know what I mean? These are great. Um, so so you are not Kareem Rockefeller though. You are, you know, Kareem. Yep. <laughs> At Kareem. <laughs> At Kareem. Um, and um, so you grew up in Cairo. I I I was born in Cairo and. 
like moved to the United States when I was like four-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm ESL, which is something I think about a lot because I'm currently one SL, mm-hmm. one single <laughs> one single language, uh-huh. English. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I like spent a lot of summers in Cairo until about eighth grade. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, I pretty much, sp- 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 I, w- I don't want to say split my time cause I literally just went there for the summers, mm-hmm. but I grew up in Minnesota and I'm like in order of my identity, I'm a New Yorker first, a Minnesotan second, <laughs> and unfortunately uh, an Egyptian third. Damn. So you just, you just, you just gave up on, on the past, huh? Ooh, Modernist. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> I look Egyptian. Mm-hmm. And it's a part of me as a human being, like it's in my body. Mm-hmm. But like, do I act Egyptian? What does that even mean? You know, I feel like I act more like a New York. I I self present, yeah, as a New Yorker. You have the inseam of a New Yorker, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so like, and and when I'm in the Midwest, I throw on the white voice, and I'm like immediately like, hey, Bob, how's the new Webster Grill going? Mm-hmm. And then I'm a Minnesotan. When I'm in Egypt, I have a I, I can get around in a taxi cab, mm-hmm. but I certainly can't have an interesting conversation about film and television. No, with not, someone, you know what I mean? Not in the cab. Yeah. Have you been to the pyramids? Of course. How are they? I go to that shit every fucking day, dog. <laughs> <laughs> of course, dog. I built that shit. Um, F- no, the F to A grade <laughs> scale. What, what do you Wait, what them? is it? As far as um, as far as a, a a building structure, you know, site, um, on an on a on a scale of F being the worst, A being the best, what would you give them? D minus. D minus. They're kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> Just a bunch of fucking triangles in the in the middle of the not desert. A, not as good as Washington Square <laughs> Park, right? The fucking not as orange, good as dude. the fucking. Uh, <laughs> what are the faces carved into that mountain? Mount Rushmore. Yeah, not as good as Mount Rushmore. No, the the coolest thing about the pyramids, honestly, they they're amazing. I. I, you know, really they're an A plus. Uh-huh. The coolest thing about them though is that they are very close to the city. Mm. Like everyone thinks that they're in the middle of the desert, but they're literally right out of Cairo, right outside of Cairo. Like you can see them from the KFC. Oh shit! Or like the Pizza Hut. There's mm. like a Pizza Hut at the pyramids. Oh wow! And you can literally sit there and eat some Pizza Hut and look at the pyramids. Like they're not like if you look at it on an aerial map, mm-hmm. you see how the city like it's almost like the city is a beach and like a wave and it's like about to crash into the pyramids interesting yeah it looks cool and so 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 basically all the pictures that are taken like from it with the desert in the background are just a lie or like they're from one angle the way that they're portrayed in the mummy for instance (laughs) no you can literally get to you can get to the pyramids in like 15 minutes that's fucking crazy yeah you can take an uber to the pyramids i have literally taken an uber to the pyramids (laughs) damn and it was like seven dollars when's the last time you uh, you were in egypt uh, I went in January recently, January of this year. I did normalize um, normalize weekend trips to Africa. Hmm. Uh, my my grandmother had COVID, and I my friend had told me the story about how like I had just seen my one of my best friends in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and he was telling me about how his grandma like was dying and not COVID related, and he like made the split second decision to go to Egypt and see her. Oh wow! And then she died while he was there. And he was only there for 72 hours. Holy shit. And so he told me that story. And then a week later, my mom called me and she's like, your grandma has COVID. So I was like, oh shit. Like, was this all kind of connected? Like, was I supposed to hang out with my best friend? I never go to Minneapolis. I was there for one night because I got stuck in a snowstorm coming back from LA. Mm -hmm. So I was like, it's very obvious what's going to happen here. So I like 
got a ticket. Yeah, My mom yeah. came to New York. We both flew to Cairo. Yep. My grandma survived, lived, thriving, is in good shape right thank, now. Thank God. Yeah, thank God. And um, But it was like, yeah, I spent like five days there in January. Oh, wow. It was literally a weekend in Cairo. Weekend in Cairo. <laughs> yeah. It was All like right. the fastest Cairo trip I've ever taken. Well, now that she's okay, yeah, like I, I'd like to say Weekend in Cairo definitely sounds like an 80s movie for sure. Shit, I might have to write that. Maybe something that you can produce on this vast number of um, uh, projects and <laughs> things that you seem to be working on. Um, <clears throat> so, but but maybe you can talk a little bit about your origin because I know before this you said um, you were telling me how you came here and pretty much like within like three days of ha- having an interview at Vice, like you got the job pretty much. Yeah. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about like everything else um, preceding that and kind of your journey as like in the in the media uh realm like for sure yeah, yeah like i um i graduated from college as a journalism major with an emphasis in advertising not knowing that like the world would pretty much become <laughs> advertorials mm-hmm. and sponsored content so i got again lucky uh, I, that was not a decision i made intentionally it was just like literally a matter of luck and it's funny because when i i majored in journalism because it was easy and then I put the emphasis on advertising because it was even easier. Um, but, like, I had no desire to be a journalist or really even a creative at that point. Like, I was, like, I want to be a businessman, right. a.k.a. I want to make money. And I definitely don't want to get an MBA. I definitely got a D- minus in Econ 101 twice. Mm-hmm. Definitely got a D in algebra. Like, I was like, I can't do the real business. Right. But I can definitely do the fake business, which is advertising. Right, right, the right. The greatest business in the world. <laughs> it's literally like, <laughs> can you tell a lie? Yeah, true. If you can, you're in. Convince people to buy a thing and then walk away. Yeah. Much. And guess what? You can use lies to sell the thing. That's true. You can literally <laughs> say whatever you want. There's no fucking rules. I could be like, this is the best chair in the world. And who's going to tell me it's not? Uh, FDA. FDA doesn't <laughs> doesn't regulate chairs. Are you sure? I'm fucking positive. Look at my pillow, the my pillow guy. Uh-huh. Like what the fuck? How do we know that that pillow is better than any other pillow? Yeah. Oh, uh, that we take him for his word. That's true. I heard that. I heard those pillows suck dick though. I'm about to get a. I'm about to get one. Really? We'll test it out. I heard I'm that. Just they're, <laughs> Imagine just googling like best pillow and like New York Magazine is like, well, look, man, <laughs> everybody, is it's like, my pillow. Like we have to be like. Where's the journalistic integrity? Yeah, it's true. Or like the New York Times wire cutter. They're like, okay, yeah. we tested out 6,000 pillows. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. my pillow is the best <laughs> it's one. It's the best one. I feel like they would never let, them, let him have that. Which, you know what? Journalistic integrity, down the drain. It's fucked up. Because that's why I got into advertising. <laughs> um, and okay, so, so I did that. And yeah. then I got, again, I think it's like this comedy of errors my life is where it's like, I'm, I'm, I do get lucky a lot. Right. I will say that. I do believe that I get lucky a lot, but mm-hmm. I don't want to ignore the fact that I r- work really hard and I also say yes to a lot of things, which is, I think, right place, right time a lot. You know, you have to be, you have to be out there yes. to be in the right place yeah. at the right time. But putting yourself out there is difficult because it costs money, especially in New York City. So it's hard. Eh, I don't know, man. When I was fucking like seven years old in college. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right. I'm a genius. No, uh, <laughs> like my point was like I went, I, like I got an internship in that agency. Yeah, and they were like, I was like, I want to be an account executive, right? Because I want to make the money. I want to be the businessman. I want to wear a suit. I was used to want to wear a suit. True. And the guy that ran the agency, he was like, he was pretty smart because he knew that I would be the fucking worst account executive in the world. I don't care about clients. I don't care about anything. Right. And he was like, you're gonna be an SEO. 
Mm. And I was like, what is SEO? And he's like, search engine optimization at the time. Very new concept. Mm. This was circa 2008. Mm-hmm. So like, like, it didn't make sense yet. Right. And so I started doing SEO and I was like, oh, this is cool. You can literally manipulate the internet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can manipulate search engine results. Right, right, exactly. And it was sick and it laid the groundwork then for like, I got really bored of that and I hated it. But then I found this really cool guy at the advertising agency who essentially offered me, like, he he offered to start the social media department in the ad agency. And he was 35 at the time or 36, right. which is kind of how old, old I am now. But as a youngster, this guy seemed really old. And I was like, social media, that sounds cool. This guy also goes to the gym for two hours every day during work. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want that guy to be my boss. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was like, this guy figured out the hack. I will hack with him. Right, right, right. And so we fucked around for a while. Anyways, long sick. story short, SEO, social media, mm-hmm. went to another ad agency, mm-hmm. got really sick of the whole thing, like tweeting for brands like Pepsi and blah, 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 like writing tweets, horrible jobs. And so then I like quit my job. And somehow ended up being a teacher, huh. a professor at a college. Okay. <laughs> I was like 25 or 24 teaching social media and SEO and like website design hmm. to music college students. Okay. I developed a curriculum. Wow. And the school was like, you can teach this, but you have to do the grading. I was like, I'm not comfortable grading, but if you pair me with an old guy. Mm-hmm. He can do the grading. I'll do the teaching. Right. We'll be a team. And so that's what I did for two years. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it was like, it was three days a week. It was the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. It sounds very daunting. It sounds like, yeah, you're like developing a curriculum. and. But and think about developing a curriculum as like, hey, what happened last week on the internet? Okay, this did. Sweet. Here's the lessons learned. Ah, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It I was kind of a class that was done in real time. I see. I yeah. see. And it definitely goes with your advertising lying uh, thing that you were just saying a second ago. For sure. All my students, uh, if you're listening to this, please forgive me. <laughs> that school has since shut down. Okay. It uh, it was a for-profit music college, which okay. I was a young man and didn't really understand many of these things. Right, you know? right. But now looking at it, it is kind of like the my pillow of music colleges. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it was like come here and you can learn how to be a record producer. Yeah, and uh, and here's how you build a website. That was my class. Like, um, anyways, and then I went to Europe. Goes to Europe once. Decided I can't be in Minnesota anymore. I must move to a bigger city. Right. Chose New York because I had one friend that lived here, and that was more than zero friends. Mm-hmm. And Within a month, I was kind of just like knocking on doors, got super lucky, applied to Vice. They were like, we need someone who has a background in advertising because we have all these Intel campaigns and brand campaigns and we don't really know what we're doing. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing either, but I sure can lie, baby. Try, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lie, try. <laughs> synonyms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the uh, in the professional world, I believe lie and try are synonyms. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for I, sure. I can try. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but damn. Okay. Yeah, that's um, that's quite an interesting start going from Minnesota to um, New York, and it seems like it seems like you 
definitely fumbled your way through and like in a certain in a certain way like in a good like in in a good way for sure like in your own way and it seems like you made it like and like right at the right times and right at the like yeah just like right at the perfect times like you left the music college and shut down like you you went from minnesota to new york and you said to me before or maybe it was earlier in the episode uh, like 10 minutes ago or something you were basically saying how like vice hired you like very quickly but like they don't do that anymore. No, no, right? they definitely don't. And SEO is new, and they needed like a, a yeah. person to get into that. So it's it's like you definitely showed up in the right places at the right time. That makes sense. It's kind of like I get I get kind of pushed around by life. Yeah. But <laughs> rather than fight back, I just fall over. Yeah. And just go wherever that like if I get pushed into a stream, and I just I'm like, you know what? I'll do this, <laughs> and see where it takes me. Yeah. You know. Uh, and I always talk about how that is kind of how I've always felt in New York City is that it's this like wave right and people will you know this is only relevant in some certain it's only relevant when you're fighting the city right right like you should push and you should swim and you should do what you want to do but when you fight the city and like resist it and want to change it and you're like it's so fucking crowded blah 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 then it fucks you up Mm. but if you ride the wave and you're just like this is tight even though it's not right then you really like learn how to thrive and and have a good time here like i remember pre-covid you would get off the subway and there would be so many people getting off the subway at the same time and the people that were upset were the ones that were not just like rank and file going up the stairs like you're supposed it's it's like this system that you just like some parts of the city the system is not going to change you know unless a pandemic happens and no one takes the subway anymore yeah i looked outside of one of the subway windows onto like the next car over and there's just like this like brown slime and i was just thinking in my head this train is going to continue to keep going forever and it will never stop and nobody's ever going to clean that off no the brown slime is part of the (laughs) fabric of life yeah i feel it's probably the train crying yeah (laughs) Yeah. like please stop using me stop using me for fuck's sake i'm gonna die i'm gonna literally <laughs> die i'm oozing oils out of my fucking body it's and cr- there's 500 fat men in here yeah it's just, <laughs> it's pretty crazy that it took a um a worldwide pandemic to finally wash um the subway stations i know you know what i mean shout out the pandemic <laughs> shout, out, shout out the pandemic shout out the pandemic uh <laughs> but um i feel bad for the pandemic no one's ever shouted it out <laughs> no one's ever shouted it out on the first yeah <laughs> god damn it <laughs> um so i'd like to definitely get into some of your many uh creative projects um first of all obviously uh congratulations on um out of order um did you write out of order yeah yeah, yeah Ro- i did write it yeah. wrote it you started it and uh, nico new york nico uh directed it yep um so definitely want to talk about that and um it's basically from what i can tell from the trailer i don't know if, is there a is there is it out somewhere no okay was i supposed to send it to you i uh, may have forgotten no it's okay okay I, good it's okay I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll see it whenever it uh whenever it comes out for sure um but i was gonna say um from what i can tell from the trailer basically it's about you know a guy who's trying to rekindle his relationship with an ex right trying to go on a date with his ex he's he, trying to go on a, a new date new date with a new girl new girl i'm sorry yeah he fault. got broken up with okay okay yeah got it got it but he needs to take a shit really badly he does that's the gist of it yep. <laughs> yes. yep and then it's like it's like he has to get to the most important date of his life but he can't because he's filled with shit <laughs> and right he needs to go and like he doesn't want to show up to this big date this big important date i mean it's the milestone date it's the first time he's put himself back out there right he can't show up having to poop 
Correct. It's just not the way. To, it's not the way to do it. I I've been there before and I've done. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you went to the date like that? Like I had the shit and then I I shit. Yeah. Yeah, but you did you go to the date? Oh, filled with shit. And yeah. I said, oh, excuse me for one moment. You and, did that, and then I went and took a shit. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> It's not actually. I mean, dude, it's a movie, man. If he took a shit in the movie, there wouldn't be a movie. Like, what would happen next? He just poops, and then the day goes well, and then they get married, and then they have kids. Yeah. You know, like what? What kind of movie is that? That movie's already been done. <laughs> what movie is that? Literally every movie, every Lifetime movie. No, every movie <laughs> ever made is about two people that get that fall in love. Oh, but okay. if they can't even make it to the date, then there's a lot more cool <laughs> stuff that can happen until then. You know, I wanted to break the traditional norms of cinema. No, I'm a disgusting person. and I'm very shameless. I would. I mean, I would never repeat that again. You put it on the fucking podcast, dude. Oh, my God. Good luck in a date. Hey, I don't poop. I don't poop at all. You don't poop. You hold it in. You're like James Bond. Or I like, always um, hold it in. The North Korean uh, dictator. with oh. the guy's name? Kim Jong. Oh, he probably takes big dumps. No, he said he doesn't poop. Oh, that's so tight. <laughs> yeah, he said he never poops. I love that because it's literally biologically impossible to not poop. Yeah. But to say a lie, that's so absurd. I wonder if he's trolling. I wonder if he point. works in advertising. <laughs> he does, yeah. I mean, he advertises North Korea as a great place to live. <laughs> yeah, he's the best advertiser oh on Oh, my Earth. God. I just had a really good idea. What's that? I might put up like a fake fucking subway ad. Okay. That's like visit North Korea. <laughs> that's a good one. All right, sick. You heard it here first on the Anti-R Podcast. <laughs> hey, nice. You shouted us out. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, I will not be helping. Maybe I will, but publicly I'm not involved in this. If it goes well, I am. <laughs> if it goes horrible, I was not Look, involved. If it fails, my name's on it. If it succeeds, <laughs> my name's on it because that's how we fucking do. Yeah, you got to take risks. You're, you're, a man, you're a man of risks from what I can tell. Yeah, man. I have thousands of... I'm like A24. <laughs> Thousands of failures and ten movies that you've heard of. Yes. <laughs> have you ever have you ever looked at their filmography? Yeah, there's like a Chance the Rapper Wolf uh, Wolf movie. Like he's a wolf man. It's called I thought S- it was a pizza movie. It's called Slice. I thought he's a pizza murderer. He's a but he turns into a wolf. I think. Bad movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I. But dude, their list. If you look at the filmography, there's like 300 movies. Yeah, there's a lot. What else, What are some some notable failures before we get into your? Uh, very good and will be successful film. Look, man, I don't watch A24 movies. Just kidding. I love A24. I really do actually love A24. I have said that. Okay. Unpopular opinion. I hated Midsummer. Okay. Midsummer. Midsommar. Mm-hmm. I did not like that movie. I know that people like it. I did not like it. Maybe I'll watch it again. But again, I did not like it. Um, I'd have to think about the list of the ones that we've never heard of. But I've al- I also always say that a24 is an unbelievable trailer company mm. like their trailers are so fucking advertising yeah true advertising they convinced me that a pete davidson movie is going to be good which one was that there's like this new something it's like this like pc like almost like it's like anti-woke type movie or like like making fun of woke culture but it's is like it a bodies 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 yes is it good i haven't seen it but, I it, see but it, it looks good because of the trailer i think it's good yeah I, I mean i haven't seen it but i think it would be good the trailer is fantastic yeah i'm sure it is every trailer they've ever made is fantastic they should give there should be a fucking oscars award for trailer best trailer yeah, and A twenty four would sweep. That's tr- that's true. They should have that because why su- don't they have that? I don't know. They should because Suicide Squad was a horrible movie, but the trailer was fantastic. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I feel you. 
Yeah. Again, advertising. Again, <laughs> it's all about lying. Dude, we the Academy should add best trailer. Yeah, I think I think why we, not? I think that they should. Also give those editors some clout. Like editing a trailer is very hard. Were you did you um the for, for this new film, for this out of order film, did you um take a part in in the advertising part of it or the trailer cutting part of it or anything like that? I, I helped with the marketing post film, but I did not do the trailer this guy tyler christie edited the film and he did the trailer and he was so good Mm -hmm. you know like just like a one take wonder this guy was like here's the trailer and we're like wow it's fucking great yeah it is really great very limited notes Mm -hmm. here's the movie holy shit like that's an you literally cut the film together in like a week Mm -hmm. like this guy's so good and i would 100 percent work with him again um but he made for me that's why i don't want to be a director Right, like I have all these things in my bio, or not my bio, but like when I say I'm a comedian, I say producer, actor, writer, etc. But I never say director because for me the edit is too painful. Yeah, I know. It's like it's like a uh, cutting <laughs> cutting your baby's arm off or some shit. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> See, it's not even about the feelings for me. Yeah, it's about the fact that I don't want to sit down. Oh, okay, okay. Like okay. I'm like if I if I want to keep producing things right at such a high volume right i can't be in the edit room oh i'm like i'm like about like creating passing off creating passing off right which is just like another word to say like collaborating you know sure but like that's why i don't want to be a director no i say that makes sense like you grab a mic you say what you need to say and you go you stand in front of the camera say your lines you go yeah i mean type of thing yeah or Mm -hmm. or like you know just being able to do so many projects like it's it's not possible i could let's put it this way i couldn't direct all of the projects i've done yeah yeah because then i would have to cut them in half for sure you know what i mean for sure because you wouldn't have enough time exactly you'd have to edit you'd have to do right. this or that yeah so I, it's like that's kind of like the thing for me i understand what you're saying so your your involvement in it was strictly uh well i mean i'm sure there was a lot of other parts of it that you did i mean you i saw like the the uh like little protest you did outside of the starbucks yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff but then on top of that obviously you wrote it um, and you started it, so like maybe yeah, and, and, I, and I helped produce it, and I did watch the cuts, and I did give feedback. Pretty much like, everything besides directing it. I wasn't like, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. But I was involved in the whole creative process. I just did, I had no interest, and also Nico is the right person to direct this movie. Yeah, it would have not been as good of a movie, mm-hmm. you know. Like I wrote it with him. I mean, he came to me with with the concept. You yeah, know what I mean, it makes so sense. Like, it is yeah. kind of like his, like quote unquote, like his world. Like, yeah, like, like with universe. all those, with with those, with all those dudes, including exactly. yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, Tiger Hood, Big Time Tommy, uh, 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 Wayne Diamond. You know, all these dudes. Was Kuj in the movie or no? Kuj was. Uh, that was pre Kuj in the cinematic universe. Ah, Nico okay. Cinematic universe. Okay, maybe you're gonna have to make a. I need to take a shit too. Hey, out of order too. Uh, there's a. There's a. Let's just say we're kicking around a couple ideas. Hey, all right. That sounds. <laughs> sounds cool. Yeah. Take care. <laughs> Brush your hair. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. He's very precious about his taglines, buddy. Take it back. I'll cut that part. No, I'm just kidding. Don't actually cut it. <laughs> He'll be fine. Um but uh what was I gonna say? Um yeah, it is a very uh unforgiving but beautiful city, I would say. And I th- I feel like the film I have not seen it yet, but from what I can tell, it's kinda what it kinda what it seems like. Yeah. It's about one of those days which I had a real life version of recently where just like you walk out your door and everything goes wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think that that happens everywhere, but in New York city, it's a particularly, uh, you know, disgusting 
Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Like somebody experience. might cough, somebody might cough in your face off rib, and that's yeah. How it's it's just like it's just not easy. Like yeah. it's already not easy to walk five blocks with with your groceries, but then make it so that the bag breaks. Yeah, and then make it so that when you get home, you realize that the strawberries are actually moldy, and right. so you go back to the grocery store to return them. But then the grocery store's closed, mm. so then you are late to meet up with your friends, and so you go to the city bike station, and the city bike station has no e bikes. But the meetings all the way. That's what it is, you know, and and that's what the worst of it can be. Yeah. But the best of it can be you walk out of your house, everything goes right, and it fucking and you're biking over over the bridge, and you're like, holy shit, the city's so beautiful. Yeah. And that makes it worth it. Yeah, I, I would say so. It's like that. I guess you have to have the darkness to have the light or whatever they those people say. Is it in the Bible? I I don't think so. I think I it's in the Quran. Uh. <laughs> That one is better. I like it's that in one the better. Torah. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's in all of them. It's in one of those, something like that. Yeah, I one th- of those I th- silly little ebooks. <laughs> one of those silly ebooks. Um, what is it like being around, and more so, I guess, uh, by the trailer, pushed around by you know these these amazing figures like Matthew Silver and Big Time Tommy. It was awesome. I mean, all of the roles were written for the, each performer, right? Mm-hmm. Like they didn't have to really act, except for to act like themselves right and that made the movie really easy to write because i was writing scenes based on people who already existed and the people who already existed Mm -hmm. were already huge characters Mm -hmm. um but it was so fun like they were all so professional on set everyone took it really seriously which i i loved knowing that they were all non-actors like you worry that people won't take it seriously but they they're all so ambitious yeah you know like every one of them is a hard worker in their own personal lives and then they showed up to set ready to work mm-hmm. and it's like you know i'm sure you've been on sets and stuff where everyone's like having fun and i certainly like to have fun but i'm also like work first and the fun kind of happens as you do it but i'm not trying to like be there like i'm not there for a good time no i feel it's like uh it's like if you went to a concert and like the performers were like talking to each other on stage and shit <laughs> exactly. like, what the fuck is this You're like, can you please fucking get to we have an music? hour just yeah, do this off stage exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah shout out julian casablancas who's notoriously <laughs> a fucking chatty kathy i love the guy but shut the fuck up shut the fuck up julian shut the fuck up i know you're literally the coolest person alive but like mate play the fucking song <laughs> yeah if you're listening to this julian also, listen to my songs. <laughs> you have music? Yeah, yeah, I haven't. I haven't checked them out. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I just started uh, making music in November. I no October of last year. I dropped a Halloween song as a joke. Okay. And then I was like, "Ooh, this is really fun." And I reconnected with someone that I worked with at Vice. His name is Tyler McCauley. Mm-hmm. After like you know seven years of not talking, not for any particular reason, but I was like, "Hey, man, I've been thinking about getting into music. I remember that you're like." One like I used to call him um, James Murphy. I okay. used to call him like James Murphy Jr. because uh-huh. he's just like good at everything. Okay, sure. And he was like, "I'm down. Come to the studio." So we started making music. We've released four singles or maybe five, and now we're working on an album together. Oh shit! Yeah. Wow, things things move fast in the in the life of Kareem. <laughs> I mean, I have this thing where I just like want to get it out of my body. Yeah, I got you. It's like come. <laughs> 
<laughs> or shit. Are you allowed to keep that in the podcast? Of course. Okay, great. Yeah, what is this on fucking PBS? Come on. <laughs> Come on, bro. What the hell? Um, yeah, that's what it's like. Well, I guess that leads us into my next question. Any other <laughs> any other creative endeavors that you're working up and trying to get out of your body? Yeah, no, I, th- I think the music mm-hmm. is... The next thing? Yeah, I mean, it's not the next thing. I'm not trying to conquer it or anything, but like I, I officially retired from sketch comedy okay my official retirement that seems to be a good time yeah like it's, just, it's it's unnecessary for me at my level i had a, i have a very close close uh, close group of collaborators that we've made probably five or six or seven sketches mm-hmm. um but it is really 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 hard to make a sketch almost as much work as it is to make a movie and the the you know the content world i feel like doesn't appreciate the amount of work put into a sketch because everyone would rather watch a front facing video. Sure. Which I'm down with, which I do. So I'm not going to make sketches for no one. And music has taken the place of sketches in my life where I like do funny songs with really, really great music attached to it. Mm -hmm. And it's just me and Tyler in the studio and it's really fun. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. riffing back and forth, banter. Like, yeah. So I've, I've, I prefer that over the sketches now. But okay. like, it still has comedic influence. I got you. So yeah. with so many different projects working, is that like how you kind of like compartmentalize and like talk and like and like figure out like what you're gonna do next? You you like take a piece like you're like okay, I'm done with sketch comedy, taking this puzzle piece out, putting a new puzzle piece in, kind of thing. Exactly. Because you have do you have like a, a very like rigorous schedule, like a lot of different stuff going on in any particular day? I have a lot of stuff going on every day, um, and I have monkey brain over it because I literally don't get to con- like that's why writing is so hard for me because I want to sit down for three hours, but usually I can only sit down for one hour, mm. and it's not every day. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I mean, like I said, I'm a comedian and an entrepreneur, and unfortunately, I feel like I work, you know, 70 hours a week, mm-hmm. and 30 of those hours are on comedy, and 40 of those hours are at a job, with quotation marks, because it's of my own doing, um, you know what I mean? Like, And that was also one of the reasons, one of the reasons I keep starting companies or being self-employed is because it is the it is better than working for Google. I mean, there are days where I would love to work for Google. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Where I'm just like, man, it would be so nice if I could just like go to work and then come back from work and then work on the creative projects. But, but that but, doesn't give me the freedom to like, yeah. if I get an itch to make a video, yeah. I just do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's the same with music and everything too. Like, or, or even the stuff that I do with like, with like journalism. Like if, if I was to work for some like some company or something like, let's say like rolling stone like like they like they might have me write something and it might not come out for three months or right. like, or they might be like ah oh, like i don't like your angle on this like you're too you know left on this take or something so we're gonna cut it right in favor of this right instead so yeah i mean it's it's like there are pros and cons i don't shit on anyone that has a corporate job i think it's fucking amazing if you can stomach it and oh yeah i wish i could stomach it but it's been I think like eight years or seven years since I've maybe six, six, seven, eight years since I've had a real job and I will probably have one eventually someday. I hope not. Like I hope that comedy becomes a career that can pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Um, right now it pays some bills, but not all the bills. Uh, but until then, like being an entrepreneur and working for myself is probably the closest I can get to like freedom okay yeah that that makes sense i I feel i feel essentially the same way and and obviously yeah again it is like kind of harder with music too because like even with like 
things like just things like distribution or advertising like you have to <clears throat> if you're working independently you have to self-advertise right and that kind of stuff so that that definitely comes with it but then again it's not going to sit on the shelf for six months or, yeah or whatever so it is it is definitely a trade-off i i kind of have the um luxury of not worrying about my creative endeavors making money yet yeah because i've managed to self-employ myself for so long that i was telling my therapist i was like i actually and also i'm lucky i started late like i started all of this stuff when i was like 32 uh-huh. right like four years ago so i was lucky like I, I was telling my therapist that i essentially created a version of having rich parents mm. for like i am the rich parent yeah sure <laughs> oh i see like i have like because because i spent i understand i spent my whole life yeah until i became the rich parent yeah so now i'm just a rich parent to me yeah i feel i feel kind of the same way because i work i worked like um I, i'm not gonna say it on the podcast but like i worked a, a job before this like and i intermittently i'll do like um contracts in, the, in this work and i'll make a good amount of money and then I'll, and then i'll do the same thing where it's like you blow it on the, on the kid and they're like fuck how did you spend you know all this money on rent or how did you spend all right. this money on like podcasting equipment this and that like i'm like my own fail son yeah but that but that's <laughs> nice because yeah like imagine imagine being truly and i know a lot of people are experiencing this but like the myth of the broke artist Mm. is not it's like it's like a war movie it's like you watch a war movie and you're like damn i wish i could like go to the army and like i wish i was in this fucking war (laughs) (laughs) is that what you think when you watch war movies i mean yeah when I watch like Saving Private Ryan, I'm like, this is so tight. I did see Top Gun recently, and yeah, and you're pro- like, this is so tight. The propaganda worked. Of course, I am joining the Air Force after this. Um, <laughs> after episode 69 of the entire podcast, look, I will be joining the Air Force. Look, as long as you can separate the art from the artist, right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Top Gun is a fucking movie, and like yeah. war sucks, and the military sucks, and it all sucks. Yeah, but <clears throat> if you're a fictional character, right, it's fucking sick. Yeah, no, I, I understand. You know, so it's like. Uh, eh, I forgot what it was. I forgot what the it was. The myth of the broke artist. Oh, yeah, the it. myth of the broke artist. It's not real. Like, it, I mean, it sucks. Yeah. Like, it sounds, <clears throat> oh, dude, I'm, like, living, like, in an apartment in Bushwick with 10 dudes, and, like, we're making music all the time. I'm like, that sounds horrible. Yeah, it does. I don't want to do that. It sounds like it smells like ketchup. It smells like it and smells feet. like... And mayo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the worst things. And literal paint yeah like literally paint yeah so, and you're all paying fifteen hundred dollars each i know it's not worth it if i'm gonna be a broke artist i'm going to like back to minneapolis where yeah. i can still be kind of rich yeah be like <laughs> ethel kane or something be out in like nebraska oh, who's or, that i don't know who ethel kane is. you never heard of ethel kane no i'm dumb she's um this really good singer songwriter who like writes from this like kind of like catholic type of angle like like raised catholic and like there's like all this like demonic shit in her lyrics and stuff it's very interesting i would she's check like it out kate bush what is it she's like kate bush um, i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah she, i only remember the one song and it says the word god in it oh and if I'm running up that hill yeah i know from uh something called stranger things i don't know if you're familiar with it um it's pretty niche I, I don't know yeah i think it's like this little show that not many people have heard about i've never how do you feel i, I don't know if you have any deals with netflix but how do you feel about the current state of netflix at the moment because i feel like they're kind of like in like a bind um I mean, they're in a tough business, man. I, 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 I don't know. I love. I like like Netflix. Mm. I, don't, I don't really feel feel a certain way about it. Like Netflix is tight. They make weird shows sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But then they make good shows sometimes. Like yeah. Squid Game. But they also put on. I think you should leave, <laughs> which yeah. I think is one of the best shows in the past ten years. That's so true. It's like, I don't know. Like, 
I also they they put on a yeah Stranger Things, which I love. Like I don't know, like I I get it, you know, like you have to make bad stuff. Yeah, you have to just keep like, putting out content. I guess people right? want to watch Cake Boss, yeah. or whatever. Or yeah, oh yeah, the show with with the cake where like they make a person out of cake and then they like. Oh no, that's a different show. Oh, that's also enough. That's like, is this cake? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Cake Boss, which I think is about a guy who is the Cake Boss. He's like the My Pillow guy for cake. For cake, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, but so I don't know. Like, it's more, it's less Netflix's problem, more American society's problem that we're literally the dumbest people on earth. True. <laughs> True. Except for Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> I don't know. And Donald Trump. Yeah. Mark, well, Mark Zuckerberg is not a person. Um, Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard. Which is why he's so smart. That's true. Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> is not a lizard. He's an alien. He's in, Where is he from? Uh, he's from wherever the Animorphs <laughs> yeah. thing is from. Aren't those little salamanders that crawl in your ear or something? I don't know. What the fuck? Adam, are Animorphs the... What are what are Animorphs? Aren't Animorphs... Oh, Xenomorphs, you mean? No. Like from Alien? No, no, no. Animorphs <laughs> is that... N- Young adult novel. The novel where the dog, with the the like the girl turns into the dog. Well, all of them do. There's five friends: Tobias, oh, Tobias, Marco. Really? I just thought it was just. I never actually read those. Oh, like, it's so good. Really? Yeah, dude. Like as a young adult novel, it's amazing. It's like, oh, me and my friends are so sad, and then it's like they meet this alien, and he gives them each the power to turn into an animal anytime mm. they want. But if they stay for longer than an hour hour in the animal's body. They get trapped as that animal forever, but they can still think and speak because they all communicate telepathically. Oh, wow. And in fact, Tobias turns into a hawk and he doesn't leave. And it's very kind of like, damn, in the book, it's very apparent that Tobias was like, I don't want He was like, I don't want to be human. Like Tobias by choice. Wow. But he never explicitly states it. But like in the book, it's like written that he's like, yeah. I'm a hawk now. He would rather be a hawk than a man. Yeah. That's some that's some I, deep transhumanism uh uh like spirit spiritual you shit. You should read it. I'm not kidding. It's <laughs> so good. There's like 50 of them too. I loved it. I think I'll have to. I that, spent I spent so many I spent so much time reading Animorphs. Oh man. Imagine one imagine one day like one of those people are like an adult and they like turn into a dog for a bit too long and then they just have to live their life as a dog and like their wife is like where did he go? And then he just gets cucked. Because he has to crawl around, but he still has the thoughts of a dog. Could they talk? They communicate telepathically. Oh, but the friends only. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, you just that would suck. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, it's not a talking dog. It's It's not a fucking cartoon. It's a serious sci fi novel. It's like, oh, I'm so mad at my wife. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go out for a run like in the old days and then yeah, he turns into a dog just for a little bit too long. Oh my god, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. There's a movie called Fluke where that happens where this guy basically is um <clears throat> he's like mad I forgot exactly what what the story of it is essentially. He's just like a grumpy dude. He's not very nice to his wife and his kids. He's not very nice to his coworker. He gets into a car accident and like dies and then he becomes like their family dog and then he gets cucked by the best friend. Who he thought killed him in, in the car accident, but it turns out he was the one who was being an idiot in the car accident. He wow. got himself killed. Is this a good film? Uh, I've never seen it. It looks terrible, but I want to watch sounds, it. Looks terrible? Sounds good. A24 yeah. made it. Yeah, yeah, A24. <laughs> the trailer was incredible. I'm sure it was. And Samuel Jackson plays a dog, I think, in it. I'm 100% in. As well. I need to watch this movie. Um, I give it five stars up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, what was I going to say next? Um, so, um, 
I think you more than most people, you know, just being around these people like Tommy, being around these people like Kuj can definitely talk about like maybe um, like the idea of kind of the internet star. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with people like Drake following Kuj and with like Wayne Diamond being in Uncut Gems and this new and this new film, you know, I feel like um, the lines between what an online star is and what like a traditional star is is kind of blurred. Um, um, do you see a difference between these these two groups of people at, at all? Yeah, I mean, it's like. I think that the most interesting thing about the new crop is that they're not influencers. You know what I mean? It's like it's yeah. like a new it, it is an internet star. Right. It's like a true star. Right. Cuz like Big Time an, Tommy, what is he quote unquote influencing? He's just more like doing. He's more being himself. Yeah, he's more I mean, yeah, it's like it's like it it, it is definitely better yeah than what was. Oh yeah. Uh I think it's fucking great. I love you know, I get fucking stoked when I see someone follow me that's a real star. You know what I mean? Or a real celebrity. I'm like, oh, this is like, it makes me feel like I'm doing something interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have zero infer- interest in monetizing my internet presence unless it's literally super easy. Like right. if somebody, if, if if Netflix were like, hey, will you talk about how much you love Stranger Things? I'd be like, of course. Yeah. But like, I don't want to. You just did it for free. Yeah, I did. <laughs> exactly. But I don't want to be like, hey, guys, I'm using the new Sure mic. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah. Although I do like Sure. Yeah. And I do have a lot of <laughs> Sure mics. Yeah, they're good. But okay, let's think about it. I don't want to be <laughs> shilling pillows. Yeah. You know what let's I mean? Just I bring it, continue to wrap it back to my pillow. That is that's... called a callback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the comedy world. And then and guess what? The audience loves it. Yeah. I'm going to add in some clapping sound effects at 4621. <laughs> they love callbacks. <laughs> you know, it's like when the my pillow guy. <laughs> yeah. I'll just yeah. beat it to death now. Yeah. 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 Um, With a my pillow. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, I'll tell you, it feels great when I'm at a deli and somebody's like yo are you kareem or are you the guy from the new york nico movie or whatever Mm -hmm. like it feels great i love it you know and i would i would i would like to be known like that yeah i don't necessarily want to i I mean i don't want to be an influencer at all Mm -hmm. you know it sounds annoying so you don't you you wouldn't consider yourself an influencer i don't think so i rarely i've i've i don't think i've ever done a branded content okay yeah interesting is that would you cons- would that be the line you'd say? I think that is the line probably. Okay. And then like the way you present yourself, I present myself as a mumbling bumbling idiot and that's what I am. Uh there's no polished version of me and I'm also not cool in the way that cool people are. Uh. No, you seem cool. I don't know. You have a <laughs> <laughs> you have a VR headset. VR the headset. VR headset was free. Oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> no, like there are cool people on the internet. Yeah, like too cool. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Okay, I see. What you're, like I like what's that fucking Vice uh, subset? It's like ID or whatever. Like that kind of. No, thing? that that like that is a shit? version of cool. Yeah, but there are like cool influencers. Yeah, that are not. Oh, God. Like the like the people from Euphoria, or is that too cool? No, that's very cool. Um, I don't want to put anyone on blast. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of someone that I don't know who's like... You're trying to think of somebody that's cool, but like cool, like eh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm trying to think of someone that's cool, cool, and does random content. And oh. there are people, but I also... I, yeah, I don't want to blow up any of spot. But there's like... Like there's Addison a, Ray or something? Uh, no, she's not cool. She's just huge. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Gotcha. There's like cool... There's cool influencers in the sense that they influence the influencers. 
Oh, that's I think what I'm trying to say. Okay, I see. What about Momo PS5? He's a he's what is he? He's like yeah, he's a cool influencer. I guess if he did, it's, he's but he's not an influencer. But maybe he is. I yeah, don't know he anymore. doesn't do branded content, so he's not an influencer. But would he? Of probably <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I yeah. But I feel like he is cool. But he's also he's I guess like. He's kind of like me in the way that he just like presents himself as he is. Yeah, I think the two of you what I what I like about you guys is that you like the things that are going the things that are going on on your Instagram are not the end all be all of like the things that you do. You know what I mean? Like 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 you said like with the front the front facing videos with other influencers or branded deals with other influencers or like photo shoots with with those influencers type thing. But you guys it's like, it seems to be like you have your comedy on there, you have some out of order stuff on there, you have some front facing stuff on there and then, you know, Moma he has his like, you know, those blurred pink oh those are so tight things like that or whatever or he'll post like a dolly meme or something like that but like the things he has going on are like he's like doing a concert with shy girl or he's doing a concert with like i don't know like opening for like leon ben hall or like whatever yeah or you're like you know working with new york nico making a movie so it mm-hmm. seems like the things are almost like implied kind of like outside yeah. of instagram yeah it's like i use it as like my playground my fun house yeah you know what i mean it's just like it's there it's entertaining i i also like i don't play video games mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i don't there's there I don't pass the time, I don't read. Yeah, <laughs> you have books. Are those I have books because they look cool. Okay, but I just bought a Kindle in hopes that I'll read more. Got you. Uh, but yeah, I just like I pass the time by like making stuff. Yeah, I feel that. I absolutely. I don't. I don't like do shit very much anymore. Like I saw a movie yesterday and it was like to review. <laughs> <laughs> you know what movie? Uh, it was um. I actually can't review it quite yet, but it was this uh, the new David Bowie documentary. Oh, cool! I haven't seen it. Moon Age Daydream. It's coming out in September, so sick. I got I got a free pass um, through Instagram or whatever. That's sick. And they made me review it and sit there in the theater. Um, you know, uh, I got halfway through it because it was so long, and I just started typing like <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know, uh, for marketing people, I'm sorry uh, for the marketing people out there, but it was he did a good job. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was sick in IMAX though. Cool. I, I would see it. I like David Bowie. It was a perfect use, I will say. I'm not going to reveal anything about it because I think I signed an NDA. You know what? Let's just keep moving. Let's just move on. Yeah, let's just move on. <laughs> yeah. I watched a movie yesterday. Yeah. I, I saw it. Oh, you saw a movie yesterday? Or? I watched a movie in my house. I rented it for $20 because I didn't want to go to the movie theater. What movie? Crimes of the Future. Oh, I just saw that. Okay. We can talk about that. Yeah. New Young Crony. Yes. That Young Crony. It was good. <laughs> it was good. It was good. I, I, I was like immediately was like. I'm not going to have the capacity to watch this in the movie theater because mm. I have a very short attention span. Mm, okay. So I need an out. Oh, sure. Okay. Like, if I don't like it, I need to be able to turn it off. Yeah. And I did like it. And I did watch the whole thing. And I didn't go on my phone at all. Like, I have a rule. Like, I don't go on my phone when I'm watching movies at home mm-hmm. because I want it to be the experience. Sure. But if I don't like it, I, wa- I want to leave. Yeah. And that's it's why. It's like being a can. You can just yeah. walk out and do it. <laughs> all that kind of shit. They love walking out. Yeah. That shit is so gimmicky. Cam loves walking out of movies. <laughs> it's so fucking gimmicky. I've only walked out of one movie in my life, and I don't remember what it was. That's some Karen shit. I feel like it was. No, it's not Karen. <laughs> it was. Maybe I haven't. I feel like I have walked out of one, though. Just one. The fuck was I watching that I walked out? No, I don't think I've ever walked out of a movie before in my life. I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. Waste the money. That's a good record. What's that? Oh, not I fell. In, I fall asleep. You couldn't it. waste the money. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> I don't know. Like you pay like twenty dollars to go see a movie and then no, you walk out. I know, but like, don't you value your forty-five minutes? Uh, I mean, I can complain about it to other people later, <laughs> so it's worth something. Oh no way, dude! No way you're getting me to watch something I don't like. And but I can see the 
the fun and value of a bad movie. Like I watched uh, Old Beach. What's that? It's M Night Shyamalan. Oh my god, I loved it though. <laughs> it was it like stupid but good. It was horrible. Yeah, I heard it was horrible, but it was so horrible that it was good. Mm. And I was watching it knowing how bad it is, but I was entertained. And that, and I was like, did he do this on purpose? At this point, I was like, I think he did it on purpose. Yeah, I mean, he can kind of make whatever he wants at this point. He's kind, of, it's, it's kind of, he must have. Right? But I think he made a bad movie on purpose, like yeah. bad acting, bad writing. The direction was fine. The cinematography, I did not like. There were so many weird choices. Yeah, and I was like, he's just leaning into being a bad movie maker, knowing that people expect that from him, yeah. and that the worse it is the more people will see it it's weird because even we were talking about trailers just before and even his trailers are like <laughs> like i didn't I, I didn't see that movie because i saw the trailer and i was like this looks <laughs> stupid <as hell." laughs> oh m night Shyamalan's the goat dude i would fucking love to work with him really hell yeah all right yeah i would i would i would like to pod with m night Shyamalan. <laughs> i heard a story my friend uh my uh, the other dude who i actually do the podcast with who's he lives in philly um <clears throat> he he told me that his friend um basically M. Night Shyamalan is like a fixture over there in Philly. Um, and like one of his friends from high school, um, I think went to M. Night Shyamalan's house with a couple of friends because like M. Night Shyamalan's daughter went to their high school and they saw what turned out later to be After Earth. Wow. And they had to sit there and watch all of After Earth in oh. this man's living room and he say, screened it. Yeah, and say it he was good. It for him. Yeah, he's, he's that, so tight. M. Night did. Yeah. That's he, why he's so tight. Like, oh, you guys want some popcorn? You know, that kind of thing. So tight. I also was reading an article about him. This is why I think he's so tight. I was reading an article, like an interview with him, and he was like, he funded, he self-funded Glass. Oh, which wow. Which was like, I think, it, I think it was, what's the movie with all of the personalities? Split. He did Split. It was pretty good. It was good. Yeah. yeah. And then he wanted to do Glass hmm. next, and no one would give him the money. Hmm. And so he was like, he self-funded it. He self-funded the whole movie. It was like $15 million. Holy shit. And he was like, you know what? <laughs> if it fails, it fails. And yeah. he fucking went for it. Yeah. And it was a huge hit. Yeah, it did well. And he made like a lot of money. Yeah. Because he owned the whole fucking movie. Yeah. I guess that's those are the kind of risks you can take, right? Which I think that's sick. Like, I was like, this dude does... like." He kind of doesn't give a fuck in this weird way where I'm like, I'm like, put your money where your mouth is. And it's like, if you believe in something, then just do it. And I'm in, I'm, I like it. I like that. I thought that that was very noble and cool of him to like, not just sit around moping that no studio would give him money. Yeah. Because I mean, I guess a person like that, it's like, you've already made, um, yeah, you've already made split. And then the movie before that, I'm trying to remember the name of it for some reason. Oh, unbreakable. Right? Which was way back though. Yeah, yeah, but but I'm saying like he already made that, so off the back of that, he made two additional movies, and it's it's kind of it's kind of insane that after making Split, which was so good and commercially successful that nobody would give him the money for it too. Yeah, Can and I, it's also I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't know if there's lore around this, but like I don't think he decided to connect the universes until the last minute. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I I should read about it, but like I have a feeling that he was like, <laughs> no, oh, Marvel's. Not. He was like, Marvel's doing it. I might as well do it. Yeah, the, you know, yeah, the Unbreakable Universe. Yeah, I was like, like, <laughs> it just seemed like what? Yeah, like what? Why <laughs> the Twistiverse? It makes no sense. My man's making the Twistiverse. The Twistiverse. Huh? Yeah, out here. Um, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, very, very, very interesting guy, M Night. Um, yeah, M Night. If you're out there, buddy. Um. Come on the pod. Come on the Let's pod. Let's make some magic. Yeah, he's anti-art. 
Yeah, he is anti-art, exactly. Anti-taste. Like, I want to see M. Night Shyamalan start a meme page. Yeah. It would probably be so fucking good. Yeah. Like, his memes are fire. I could imagine. It's probably shit from, like, that was, was funny in, like, 2014 or something <laughs> like that. But somehow he makes a resurgence. He's so tight. He's bringing back, like... I also uh, like that he puts himself in all of his movies. He does, right? I love when people do that. <laughs> yeah. I think it's so funny. It's so... It, yeah. It is It is pretty funny. It's a little bit little, little bit egotistical, but it works out sometimes. I like, just think... It, I, I think it's, like... I think everyone does it with a wink. Yeah. Maybe not Quentin Tarantino, because he's a dickwad. Yeah, well, we, he's not we'll doing it with films. A, he's not doing it with a wink. He's no, doing, he's, he's not. He's not doing it. With a wink. Doing it to give himself a little, a little pass to say a certain word. Yeah, bro. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't movies. think about that. Yeah, he I'm did. not woke enough. Yeah, he did it in Pulp Fiction. Shout out Pulp Fiction. He did it in <laughs> Django. Uh, and then the other movie, he Yikes. might have also done it too. Wow. In, in Reservoir Dogs, he might have also done. Wow. It. <laughs> All right, uh, Quentin, your director in the movie Pass has been revoked. Yeah. And your other pass has been revoked. <laughs> yeah. His N word pass. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone, dude. <laughs> Moma PS5 is yanking it out of your fucking hands. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I'm trying to think of other directors who did. Oh, um, Benny Safdie in uh, Good Time. He did that. He made himself. Uh, he was like the mentally disabled like but I don't brother. did he direct that one I don't I mean I think um, it's th- technically they directed, directed together right yeah or, but like I think no. that one's different yeah no that was a good not, exe- that was a good execution of it that's a risk but that's also like Benny wants to be an actor oh yeah and his brother's like alright go ahead and act oh yeah or it's like the Duplasses I don't I don't think that that counts yeah. I think it has to be a singular director mm, okay Cause if, like, if there's like two brothers and one of them wants to act or two sisters yeah shout out uh matrix twins wachowski yeah wachowski oh yeah uh if you know if somebody wants to be in the movie Mm -hmm. they should pursue their dream yeah that's fair but if it's like todd phillips yeah who i just watched old school and i found out that he that do you remember old school he directed old school todd yeah todd before joker todd phillips was a comedy well yeah he made um the hangover made a lot of great one through three so many movies he made so many good movies yeah one through three i don't know if two or three were good but one was certainly great they were they got very gritty did they yeah Yeah. like gritty gritty. in a good way or a bad way like uh like they became more of like crime movies like the third the third one they're like I feel like it, I haven't seen the third one, but I feel like the trailer for the third one is them like blowing up Vegas. Like they want to like blow up Vegas or something like that. <laughs> like I'm watching. They're like it. terrorists. I'm watching that tonight. No, uh, yeah, he he in old school he had this line. He was the guy that was like, "I'm here for the gangbang." Oh, sure. And that was Todd Phillips, and I, and I wow. saw it in the credits. It said "gangbang guy Todd Phillips," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my, that's tight." Yeah, good for him. Yeah, good for him. I'm happy that he got that in there. <laughs> I'm happy that he got that. that I'm scene. happy for him too. I'm happy that he got that scene um, in the movie. Good for that guy. He wrote and directed it. Absolutely. Whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I read the recent um, profile of Nico, and I don't remember what it, uh, magazine it was. It was like a some sort of a food magazine. Grub Street. Yeah. Very good. Very good profile. Um. I like that the the person who doing the profile kind of interviewed each of you directly and kind of got got quotes as well. A quote I really like from you. Um. You said basically something, something to the effect of like, um, you have to like, uh, put like pulling a thread and seeing different perspectives. I was wondering, like, for someone in New York media and art, like myself or somebody else listening, like, where, like, where's a suggested like general place to start, like, quote unquote, pulling the thread? Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble. I'm just <laughs> uh, honestly, I think it's like what you did, like with me, and in the D, it's like you pulled Mama PS 5s thread. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I keep saying is. Instagram, <laughs> uh, and 
you know, he was like, linked me with you and now I'll link you with someone else and we'll just see where it goes. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it starts with for sure, like the people that you like Mm -hmm. and then it just unfolds from there. You know, a year ago I didn't know anyone in Nico's universe. Right. By, by like as a person, Mm -hmm. like I knew them from their accounts, but I had never met any of them, you know? And then, when Nico said, hey, do you want to make this movie? I said, fuck yeah. And I took it very seriously. And I I can't stress the importance of taking it seriously, mm-hmm. right? Because he said, I'm not going to write it, but I want to make one. If you write it, we'll make it. And I said, I'll have a draft to you by next week. And I did. And then I had a third draft. And I, was, I forgot second, but the second, third, fourth. I kept going. Right. You know what I mean? Being like, we're making this movie. Right. And it wasn't like, oh, we should make a movie. All right, cool peace dude it's not how shit is me yeah all, exactly right? so it's like yeah that's like the other thing is like you have to fucking do it yeah you know like pulling the thread will unravel some shit but you have to keep pulling it or whatever i don't know how to stick to the metaphor maybe start knitting mm-hmm. um you <laughs> know it and it's, it's like yeah like but i think it yeah it starts with the people like also with like tyler the producer my music producer i met him at vice he made music i knew who made music i didn't talk to him for seven years this idea came literally the minute we wrapped the movie. I was like, I need to make something. And I was like, I'm going to make a song. Yeah. And I called like seven people. Everyone was like, I'll get back to you. Yeah. Which means. No. <laughs> and then Tyler goes, come before. to the studio tonight. And then, you know, and then all of a sudden it, we make one song, which I thought I was only going to make one song. And now we're doing an album, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, it just starts with the people and just being open to collaboration. I think that's the biggest, a, a huge thing uh, for me is I'm always collaborating with so many people because the best work will come out of that unless you are, you know, stuck up your own ass director or something that yeah. like, you know, but I feel, I feel like it's just doing things on your own. You just don't have the resources, you know, like when you do things with other people, like I have access to a studio. I don't have any equipment. I don't pay for the studio time because, like, Tyler's a co-writer on everything. Right. Because it's fair. Yeah. And, I mean, he obviously collaborates and gives notes and feedback and makes the music. Like, he should be a co-writer. But also, I don't have to pay for studio space. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't have to pay for a producer. Yeah. You know? And it's almost like whenever I get a good idea, I have all of these people now that I can pitch to and say, like, hey, would you want to make this with me? Yeah, because it's it's gonna be it's gonna end up being at least you know uh maybe like half yours, half theirs, or like yeah. partially theirs, partially yours. And it's gonna be something which is better than nothing in my book. Um, hmm. but like uh, I still you know try to if I ever and I do work for brands sometimes, not right. influence work, but production like producing. Right, sure. You know, and anytime I get money, I immediately distribute it to people if they're working with me you know what i mean like i get the money from the brand i give it to other people right that's what i do and then if i'm doing a project on my own i try to pay as much as i can for their time you know unless it's like a collaborative thing where it's like the agreement is just like understood Mm -hmm. you know um but yeah i think like i think that's the vibe is just like being open to it just being open like that pulling on threads is just like opening yourself up up to the possibility of success and failure and not being afraid of the failure yeah i failed so many fucking times like we were talking about earlier like there's so many projects that have failed 
there's so many ideas that I thought were genius, like the North, like the visit North to, to Korea tourist campaign, <laughs> right, which completely backfired. And <laughs> they are coming after us. And now I'm arrested and in North Korea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for doing this remotely, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. Absolutely. But, um, <laughs> like, yeah, like that idea I actually want to do. And like, I don't know what it will take. Like I could design the poster or maybe I'll call someone and say it. And then like, I have to put it up. Like it could be really fun. Yeah. I don't know where that's going to go. I might do it. I don't know if I will do it. It seems like a lot of work now that I'm thinking about it. Not that much work, though. <laughs> yeah. Just but, like, like, for what? One picture? Just an advertisement or two, you know? Yeah. Shitposting IRL. It's necessary. That's true, shitposting IRL. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, pretty much. That's I've pretty never much. said that in real life. That's pretty much what it is. Have you said that before? What's that? Shitposting IRL. No, I never said that before. It's a new thing. Congratulations, man. Thank you. I appreciate you, that. You literally invented something new. I'm here. Yeah, there you go. I got to go on Urban Dictionary, put it on there. Put it on there. Yeah. Put your name on there right next to it. For sure. Um, <laughs> um, so to kind of wrap up, I guess, because we're at like a little bit over an hour. Um, uh, first of all, I want to say um, RIP to Jewel. Uh, you are currently smoking a Jewel. Um, I don't know if they're going to come and get those. I don't know how that works. I don't know if it's going to be like the way that Republicans see guns, where they're going to come door to door. I dare you to come get my uh, get my jewel. <laughs> get my jewel. I dare you to come take it away. Damn. So when you run out of that pot, is it? It's done. No, dude. I got fucking seven hundred thousand of these in the fridge. Oh shit. I'm like the masks guy. The masks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm like the masks guys. Yeah. I got stockpile you. this motherfucker. I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. But <laughs> if anyone out there is an aspiring young entrepreneur, I would suggest going out and buying as many jewel pods as you can. Yeah. And then selling them once they're legal. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Craigslist. Boom, boom, boom. You're rich. You heard it first. Um, Kareem wants you to sell things that are legal. Yeah, but they were <laughs> legal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. It's like abortions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, abortion in my book, abortions are legal. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, technically they're illegal. Yeah. Federally. Yeah. If you care about the law. Yeah. They're illegal. Yeah. But if you ignore it. Yeah. Then they're not. That's true. Just like jaywalking. Jaywalking is not a crime. Yeah. Jaywalking is literally like I paid for the street, dog. Mm-hmm. I paid for the street with my tax dollars. I'm gonna fucking walk where I want. Yeah. Exactly. Parking should be free. Exactly. Healthcare should be free. Right. Education should be free. Right. Except and I, for rich people. You know, I pay for this bench. I should be able to jack off on it. <laughs> well, see, here's the here's difference. <laughs> is jacking off in public is a crime in all 50 states. It is illegal. There's no if, ands, or but, buddy. I'm sorry. Hey, maybe you should go to comedy school, buddy, because you just messed up the joke. I'm, just, I'm totally kidding. Jacking off is totally illegal. <laughs> I jack off all the time. <laughs> Just kidding. I actually don't jack off. That's bad. Is there anything you want to plug <laughs> to end this off? I'm trying to think of a cum joke. Just because we were on the subject of it. I'll give you some time. The throwing fits guys were like, hey, thanks for turning this into a barstool sports podcast. <laughs> I was like, that's so fucking mean. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I don't think I don't have barstool energy. No, I don't think that you do. <laughs> I think it was just a good diss. It was a great diss, actually. Um, and it, yeah, I guess uh, follow me on Instagram. That's the standard one at Kareem on TikTok. I'm at Kareem Rama, which is my last name R A H M A. On Twitter, I'm at Kareemy with a Y. Also, Kareem is spelled with two E's. 
And yeah, look out for my album. I think it's gonna be two EPs at the same time. Nice, because that's funny. I think two EPs at the same time. Two drunk EPs and high at, the at the same, same time. time. Yeah, at the Whatever, same time. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully, I will be on a uh, film or television screen near you soon. Uh, donate to local abortion clinics. This is not a joke. You should actually do that. And uh, oh, okay, another thing that I want to plug that I discovered today, which I think is really good, is that if you have something that you want to throw away, you should put it in the Craigslist free section because there's likely someone in need who actually wants that thing. For example, this is also not a joke. For example, today I put up half a bag of cat food Mm. in the Craigslist free section and I got eight emails in one hour of people being like, is the cat food there? I need to pick up the cat food. Can I pick up the cat food? Let me know and I can pick it up. Yeah. And someone came and picked up the cat food. People need shit. And it's just like, yeah. It, it's you know, I was like, should I just throw this out? And I was like, I'll just put it on Craigslist. So now I'm doing that. I think I'm going to do that with everything before I throw it away. Yeah. Unless it's garbage. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Not not trash. No, not trash. Trash, trash you can throw away. But yeah. No, these are real plugs. All Those right. are real plugs you should do. And check out Out of Order. When does it come out? TBD. We're still waiting on Netflix. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, a- anyone. Hey, Hulu, <laughs> Netflix, HBO Max, Peacock. Yeah. Movie, for God's sakes. Just yeah. kidding. Take movie off list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyone who wants to buy it, hit me up. Criterion Collection. Cart- oh, that would, it's a great addition. Yeah. 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 So hopefully it'll be on the, on the streaming platform soon. If it's not, I'm sure everyone will see it on YouTube or Amazon Prime On Demand or some shit. I don't know. All right, good shit. Um, any any particular song that we, we can play us off with? Uh, I don't care about copyright law. Um, oh, you can play my song, Meticulous Vibe. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, cool. <laughs>